Hesedim is a series of reflection, usually reflecting on an issue in the society in the light of the words of scripture. You're welcome to join us each time and to send your questions or comments by way of a voice note. Look forward to hearing you and speaking with you. So Isaac moved away from there and encamped in the valley of Gerar, where he settled. Isaac reopened the wells that had been dug in the time of his father Abraham, which the Philistines had stopped up after Abraham died, and he gave them the same names his father had given them. Isaac's servant dug in the valley and discovered a well of fresh water there. But herders of Gerar quarreled with those of Isaac and said, The water is ours. So he named the well Essek because they disputed with him. Then they dug another well, but they quarreled over that one also. So he named it Sitna. He moved on from there and dug another well and no one quarreled over it. He named it Rehoboth saying, now the Lord has given us room and we will flourish in the land. Genesis 26. I want to talk to you today about Rehoboth. Now the Lord had given us room and we will flourish in the land. These are words taken from the story of Isaac that may become our story. Rehoboth became necessary for Isaac because of the famine in his own land. Not even cactus can flourish in a famine. So Isaac had to move. The options were not many, and he found himself in hostile territory. He was few in number and not well networked. He feared that they may take his wife and that they may take his life. His utter vulnerability led him to find a place with more guarantees. This is what made Rehoboth so important to him. So he used technology and reopened wells and it caused him to flourish and he had to contend with the complaints and the envy of his neighbors. In this respect, Rehoboth was a gift of the grace of God. This is sometimes what poor people have to contend with opposition because they are poor and opposition when they begin to succeed. So at last he came to a place where no one complained and he thanked God for a space to flourish. The famine behind him and no one taking advantage of his aloneness in the foreign land. I think 
many of the world's poor aspire to find Rehoboth, a space to flourish. And I want to talk about finding our own Rehoboth. I believe that all of life is to some measure a search for Rehoboth. This is what Abraham was in search of when it said he looked for a city that had foundation whose builder and maker is God. And this is what Isaac was in search of when he found his Rehoboth. We, are in the, we in the Caribbean have always been in search of a Rehoboth in the new world. We thought it was there in the Windrush in England. And we thought it was there through farm work and other means in the USA. And now we are trying to find one all over the world, trying to make life, trying to get ahead. We are an island on the shipping lanes between the Panama Canal and the eastern seaboard of the USA. We are always on the move. We have been everywhere in search of room to flourish. And you know, when I came here where I am nowadays in Zambia, and in particular, a community next door to where I live called Chimwemwe, I am convinced that people here must be in search of a space to settle down and to flourish. Chimwemwe is the equivalent of Trenchtown in the 1960s. For your children to become the best they can be and for you to find your dream. I want to say something else at the outset, that this story about Rehoboth is more so a story about Isaac's God, Yahweh. I want you to note that the story is tracking the pledge that Yahweh made to be with him and to make him a great nation and to make him a blessing to all the peoples of the world. As Yahweh had pledged on oath to Abraham, Isaac's father. The Old Testament account is that in the most inhospitable and the most difficult of circumstances of famine and of hostility, Yahweh renews Yahweh's pledge and makes allusion to past circumstances in which God has been there. Yahweh swears by God's self because there is no one greater by whom to swear. What that means is that God is determined to be God and to come to the aid of God's people. God does not do it because it is convenient or because it is easy, but because of God's character and God's integrity. God says that God is with you and God is with you. God is determined to bring aid to God's people, even in the most dire of circumstances. God makes a way. God finds a way. God is the way. Rehoboth is the room that God makes for God's own to flourish. So that said, allow me to draw some lessons from Isaac's story about finding your Rehoboth. First, learn to be ready to move. 
I'm not asking anybody to become a rolling stone that gathers no mass. But that starting out and starting over are not bad things. The American sitcom of the 1970s and 80s, the Jeffersons, sang about moving on up and moving up to the apartment in the sky. In the Caribbean, and also here in Africa, people have fled poverty and conflict and have moved. They have had their gold rush, the itch, but moving is a good, good thing sometimes. They have fled by boat from Morocco to Italy. I do not agree that the moves ought always to be in the direction of the North Atlantic. In fact, I'm quite convinced that some of our best moves ought to be among our own people and our own land and our own territory. You can prosper in your own land. But sometimes we move because of education. Sometimes it is because of marriage. Sometimes it is because of employment. And sometimes it is just because of the need for a fresh start. Nothing is wrong with life becoming a journey. I suggest that there are two rules for life as a journey. One is expect great things from God. And two is attempt great things for God. But the overarching consideration is that the promise of the presence of God is paramount in finding your Rehoboth. Sometimes you are in Gerard, sometimes you are in Essex, sometimes you are in Sitna, and sometimes you are in Rehoboth. Seek God's will and look for the place where God will make room for you to flourish. The second thing that I want to say from Isaac's story is that sometimes Rehoboth is a gift, but most times it is a demand. In Jamaica, we say, turn your hand and make fashion. We must learn to add value to the place that we are. What I've seen so far of Zambia, I tell you, it is a blessed country. It has 750,000 square hectares, hectares of farmland. And it is also blessed with minerals. Isaac was also in a blessed land where there was room to flourish. But until Isaac unstopped the wells dug by his father Abraham and covered up by the Philistines, he did not really flourish. So in Zambia, maize is a crop eaten by the people here and by their neighbors, especially in the Democratic Republic of the Congo. 75% of the labor force in Zambia is employed to farms, largely growing maize in the rainy season. The assessment is that 42% of the farming done in Zambia is subsistence farming. The difference between big farm and small farm is two things. 
tractor and water. It is time to learn how to make use of mechanization and irrigation in order to genuinely unleash the potential of the small farmers of the world. Isaac left us the lesson long ago. He dug wells to tap the marvelous supply of water in the earth's aquifer. And it gave him the option to farm, not just in the rainy season. For this country in which I now live, to genuinely unleash its potential so that every Zambian child can dream of their robot. We have to add technology. We can't remain consumers forever for eating what other people produce. We have to add value to where we are and what we have. And that is not only a lesson for Zambia, it is for everywhere. So move yes, if you must but make sure to add value where you are, to bloom where you are planted. I say a third thing from Isaac's story, that we must bring our best effort to add value to the place we are, that we must invent and use technology to multiply our production. But finally, we must come to the determination that Rehoboth, however good, and prosperous it may be, is not our final destination. It is only a stop along the way. If you read the story in Genesis 26, you will notice that Isaac kept digging even in Rehoboth and created a place called Sheba. And ironically, Sheba came to be far more well-known when it took the name Beersheba than Rehoboth. The writer of Hebrews says that Canaan with milk and honey was not the final rest that God had promised, that there yet remained a promised rest for God's people. God always has far better for us than where we are. There is a heavenly city. There are things that cannot be shaken there is the heavenly Mount Zion. I've seen some of the world's finest and best. They come and go. God has more and God has better. Don't be satisfied with mere material possession or even good family. Your children grow and grow old and leave and spouses. One of you must go before the other. All must strive to find something or some place for which to live and to make our lives ambition. When I first became a theological student all those many years ago, I read the biography of a man named Jim Elliot who wrote in his journal to his then girlfriend who became his wife. He is no fool who gives up what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. There is something in a land that will never grow old. There is a land that is fairer than day, and by faith we shall see it afar, 
for our Father waits over the way to prepare us a dwelling place there. So search for your Rehoboth. But when you have found it, keep searching and keep going until we come to the heavenly Jerusalem, the great harvest. Let our hearts keep burning within us. The longing for what lies beyond Rehoboth will provide us critical lenses. This will always enable us to see things as they ought to be seen and to have a critical and impatient eye to see what is wrong with where we are in the here and now. The sense of the ideal and of better may always allows, allow us to offer an alternative vision, an alternative point of view of things as they are in our environment. We must discover Rehoboth. We must require nothing less from our community, but we also must know that there is even better up ahead. We must make ourselves pilgrims on the move. For God's sake, amen. <laughs>